Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, we have a point to talk about. It feels like about a week ago now, to be honest. We were playing Norwich, but we'll talk about the nil nil at Norwich. You know what the what action there was, uh, and we will look ahead to Luton Town on Saturday, which I suspect could be more eventful, um, possibly. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. In a bit, um, we have Mick back with us. How you doing, Mick? All good, Mick. Thank you. You. Excellent, thank you very much. Danny's back with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing all right, thank you. I've got a lovely pina colada tonight. Look at you. We're not safe yet. You're doing celebratory drinks. That's, still, you know, that's, a, that's an end-of-season drink, that, Danny. Not for me, it's not. <laughs> uh, and we've got Lewis Alder back with us. How are you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Off to be back on. Good, yes. It's been, it's been a long time in the coming. We've been working getting Lewis on for about for several months. We're going back on. She's um, been with us, mate. Um, we're going to start by saying a thank you to Kimbo Sports, who, as we mentioned, do support the show. Uh, they are local kit suppliers where you can get your new kits for the next season, line aside, five aside, six aside, uh, men's and women's, as far as we are as well, which I will check on. Um, if you go to kimbosports.co.uk and went on checkout, use code NYT, they will give you 20% off any kits and stuff. And they have one guy running it, and he's very, very good customer. So you get excellent customer service without Wayne, even if he is a Wednesday night. Uh, and you can still get the New York Talk hats on, the web, on their website as well, and some of the New York Talk section, which we may get some more stuff arranged in the next few weeks as well. And I have a lot of listening is I can see as you see is in the comments. I will definitely meet you on Saturday to give you your hat that you won the other day. <laughs> um, right, let's get into it. Um, Lewis, start with you. Nil-nil draw, not a classic, not much to talk about, but that is a good point. A point away at Norwich is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, they're not the team many expect them to be this year. They've been quite crap compared to what they usually are in this league. Yeah. But it's a tough place. It's one of the tougher places places to go in in division. And position we're in, a point any point away really is good. Apart from going for playing a, a team around us, maybe. But um, yeah, defended really well. Uh, did what we had to do. 
Um, disappointing to play close to where it needs to be. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Simon Thorne says, evening all, four points from six games, a pretty good Easter weekend. Is now back to be fully confident. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mick, and this is easy to say because we're, we're after the game. And I know Wes cleared one off the line. I think Blackett cleared a scuffed one off the line. But they were almost half chances. You know, they were almost out of nothing. And I never felt in danger. And we're talking now, other than the red card at Hull, we're talking three games in a row where we have been almost completely untested. Or untested might be the right words. I think I might be underplaying us by saying that. Mm-hmm. But certainly looking solid as a rock. Um, and that's a great base and five points from three games since the World Cup, uh, since the uh, international break. That is a really, really good return. It is. I think you've been a bit unfair saying we've been untested. I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and and I, I know you. I know you know that. Um, I know you just you know, your inability to speak properly is uh, is probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We can mute Mick. Come on. Yeah. So uh, speaking of which, mate, I'm I've strung a string a sentence together tonight, so I couldn't even string <laughs> that sentence together. So it's going to be a long <laughs> night. Um, the, 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 we kept clean sheets for, for, for one reason and one reason only, and that's because we defended exceptionally well in all three games. Um, but that in, in and of itself, with the history of this season, is a worry. Because uh, <laughs> we, we don't tend to put four or five games defending very well t- together, do we? Um, but there is no reason. There is no reason why we can't build on that. Um, there were still mistakes defensively and, and all over the pitch that can be uh, that can be worked upon, uh, but Norwich were bang average, but we were excellent, excellent in defence, um, and deserved the point. Yeah, I agree. Although saying that, Danny, I agree. I thought Norwich on the certainly on the day bang average, and if, if you compare it to when we played them last time, uh, I can't remember if they, they, they had to change manager or not, but they were bang average at the time as well. This is a team that are on verge of playoffs. This is not. You know, West Brom were uh, dropped down a little bit. You know, Hull a lower mid table. This is a team who could genuinely still get into the playoffs, and we're making these teams look like they are maybe not the same level. You can maybe tell they are a bit better than us, but we are making them look like they are nothing special. Yeah, um, I think it's the hard work that the squad and the management staff have put into it, where we don't look as a feared of top teams mm-hmm. in this division now. I mean, of year former Premier League teams. I mean, we've granted we've um, we've drawn and lost to Norwich. Um, we also came down from the Premier League last season. Um, Watford and Burnley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've only lost once to Burnley, which I'm still annoyed about. <laughs> um, and we've drawn twice to Watford. It's not bad. And then with the teams kicking up the division, we've drawn with Luton. We've not lost to Sheffield United, which I'm still quite impressed with. Um, and the start has come out that we've not been doubled yet, which mm. is very, very interesting. And that won't occur until at least the Burnley game on Tuesday, which isn't too bad at all. But I think we just it comes down to we're just less afeard of the teams and gone, actually, you know what? We're in this division as well. We're game, and that's exactly what we did to Norwich. And Norwich didn't like that we gave them a game, but didn't play into their hands at the same time. So I saw a comment saying that Norwich were quite annoyed that you know, we didn't just let them go on the counter-attack and we refused yeah. to play a game. But I think we actually played Norwich um, the way they don't want people to play against them, which is to go, no, 
we won't play your game. We'll play our game and grind out a point because, like the title of the vlog says, if you can't win away, you draw. And that's exactly mm. what we've done. And we've done very, very well with it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Phil in the comments says, the trouble is we keep highlighting how poor the overall standard is, but look where we are. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Lewis, I mean, that's for me, that's really harsh that we've just come up. We've only just got back into this division and we are in a position where we will probably stay up. That's, yes. That, that's that's progress. If, if nothing else, it's progress. Yeah. It's a position we all hope to be, but as at times we've doubt my might doubt it more than yeah. more than others. But yeah, um we're just you know gradually making progress. That's all we can do at this level, considering mm. our uh relatively limited budget, um the small small steps and if we can stay up this year and then kick on, um that's what we're after. It's just it's consistency thing into the yeah. with us at the moment. Um well that that'll come once once we get more use to the division, hopefully that'll Hopefully next season we can uh, find our feet yeah. a bit better. Pick up a few good signings. We've got there's a base. There's a good base there. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Um, the, there's 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 two reasons why we are where we are, and, and only two reasons because the, the the level in this division is is not great. It's not great at all. The, the two reasons are those runner games after the World Cup, and then the runner games after the last into or the, the runner games right. prior to the sort of whole game. Had we not had those two runs, we'd be well mid-table, easily mid-table. Um, it's the inconsistency of, of the performances, the performance levels that have put us where we are. Um, I, I stand by the fact that in terms of quality in this division, there's Burnley. It's shifting out on the day. To be- on the day, but, but they're not consistent enough, you know? But they're still going Yeah, they're gonna go, of course they are. But yeah, it, it's the, the the level is not it's not that great. It's not that great at all. And the reason we are where we are is because of our inconsistencies in performances, particularly particularly after the World Cup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I just want to bring everybody's attention to Matt Squires, who asked us to uh, to talk about um, Andy Wumble, Toro Wumble's son doing the fundraiser for dementia. He's raised seven over seventeen hundred pounds already. We obviously put it in the last podcast, which is brilliant. Mick, have you got the banner to put across the bottom? I have. It's there. And that's not the right one. Anyway, no, is it not? No. Um, no, no, it's not, is it? We will find the link. If you are, again, if you're not watching, if you put Matt <laughs> on Twitter. Trust me. You do not trust me with any sort of technology. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's justgiving.com forward slash Andy hyphen Womble. If you want to donate, do so. If you can. <laughs> Um, the elevator once says, Matt says to me, Thank you for letting him talk to him. Yeah, we're on the coach on the Kimmy Park bus. Um, it was lovely to speak to first time on the first my first visit to Kimmy Park coaches, and it was a great day, Danny. Um, helped by the Swedes doing the quiz, which I we failed miserably at. I failed miserably yeah. at. Um, but it was a just, just a, it was a classic away day, really. A long, long way full of great people. Yeah, it was. It were, um, <clears throat> it were a class bus, to be honest. Um, the quiz was a nice touch. Um, yeah, well, like, it were hard, wasn't it? There were a lot of Swedish questions in there, and it was doubly hard for me because I know bugger all about music. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I thought I did well to get, what did I get, about 18? And then winning team got 26. Yeah, out of 32. Yeah, out of 32. So it's like, you know, fair play. Um, but yeah, 
it, it was just a class bus, class people. I apologise for making us a little bit late at the pub. My brunch arrived late and I was still eating my chips. Um, but we got to the ground on time, so it doesn't matter, does it? We got there on time. I didn't miss out, don't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Danny's vlog's up if you want to have a taste of what it was like for, for us on the day. Um, you can see my head a few times. That's about it. <laughs> uh, have a look at that. Um, James Dyson says, some old boring comments from the so-called better teams. No credit uh, to our lads. Keep the upsets coming. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad news, Mick, was Victor. Uh, Victor Victor came out. We'll come on to the, you know, put the positive for Josh Vickers in a minute. Um, but Victor came out. He's had an injection, according to Paul Davis. That's a good sign for me because if mm. he was out for the season, they wouldn't have given him an injection. They would just let it recover naturally. Mm. So if they're going to give him an injection, that says there is a good possibility we will see, he will be available between now and the end of the season, which is only, what, three or four weeks away? Yeah, you would hope so, wouldn't you? Um, but <laughs> he's, he's got to get his place back. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Josh Vickers, we know how good Josh Vickers is. We know what a good goalkeeper he is. So um, it, it's unfortunate for Victor. Um, and I'm sure be, we'll see him back in a, in a rather United shirt pretty soon. I've, I've no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, but the fact that we've got, we, can, we, we, can, we can lose a, a Swedish international goalkeeper and, 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 and then still not particularly be worried about goalkeeping department is, is a ridiculous situation for other United to be in. But, but we are in it and it's great. So... Mm. And he had a good game on Saturday, did uh, did Josh Vickers, given the fact that he's not played for a year, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, uh, yeah, he's a, he is a hell of a replacement um, to come with. We hope Victor will be back soon. Shoulder injury, apparently, just in training. Um, but, yeah, Josh Vickers, Lewis, you've got to get, I mean, he's got him so much credit. He's not played for, virtually, you're playing the cup games at the start of the season. Hmm. Um as Mick mentioned the other day, it's almost exactly a year since he got injured prior to the Wembley final, which again, he's not got back into the team ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, he pulled off some really, really smart saves, really, really good saves. Uh, we're, we're so lucky to have a Josh Vickers as a number two keeper, which sounds stupid, really, because he's not a number yeah. two keeper. Yeah. The fact that both are players as well is a is yeah. a nice touch compared to years mm-hmm. gone by. Uh, but like, if you can't play look to last season, they were nip and tuck with Victor all season, really. Mm. There was very little between them. And um, obviously that injury and Victor's the ridiculous form this season has just made it as I know, none to look in, really. But you just can't fault his attitude. As I think I think Taylor said it in his press conference today, or yesterday, was it? Um, mm. That he's been, he's been faultless the last few months, even though he's not been playing. And um, you can tell his his hard work. We how we can you can just slot in seamlessly, yeah. as if he's not been playing. Mm. Yeah, it's got a good, good character. We talked about Dolphin being out for such a long time and then finding his way back in. Josh Ficker, you got to assume it's still sort of similar mentality. Maybe easier for a keeper because only one's always going to play, so you, may, you might have to be a bit stronger mentally anyway. Um, but I don't I don't think I'll be wanting to give up that shirt, will he? I don't, no. <laughs> no. I don't think. Um, if Danny. And this is a really stupid question. I know the answer. If if Josh, if Victor was out for the season, would you be worried? Would you be just sort of that? That's you're sort of sad for Victor, but from a Rotherham United hat point of view, where you just that's that's sort of fine. You get fit for next season, and off we go. Yeah, there's no worry for me at all if Victor's out for the rest of the season, and uh, Victor's has to come in because 
like we said, we've got two very capable top quality goalkeepers that are both ours. You know, it, it was um, around this time last season where Vickers got injured and Victor came in, mm. and then it's just sort of repeated itself and happened this time. But um, from what I've I've been told by Secret Squirrels, um, Victor's injury isn't serious and he should be back in training in more or less like 10 days, two weeks tops, I think. Um, so it, it should be all right until end of season, but it depends on how Josh Vickers does and if he keeps hold of the shirt. Mm. Um, I think Victor ever so slightly edges it in the overall goalkeeping department, but that takes nothing away from Josh Vickers because he's equally as capable. Um, and I think Vickers might just edge it on penalties if I'm being very, <laughs> very critical. Just because he didn't save that one on Friday. <laughs> no, no, it's. I mean, in penalty shootouts, Victor's better. Yeah, but in but if you like in open play penalties, if like mm. within ninety minutes penalties, um, I'd say Vickers edges it. Mm. But you could say that's experience. But anyway, yeah, no worries for me that Vickers is in goal now. Yeah, um, if Vickers has a history of being injured, if Vickers get injured while Victor is injured. We will be able to bring an emergency loan just in case they're interested and worrying about that. But we still do have two keepers training with the senior keepers because we've got yeah, the M3 and yeah. the, um, oh, what's he called now? The um, under 18s keeper. That's really, that's really bad. I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, do, we do have another standing keeper, and I mean, Robbie Henfrey's decent. As well, they'd, they'd bring in an emergency loan. I don't, I don't think they'd start him for if it got if it got down to him, they'd bring definitely bring in an emergency loan. I think, anyway. Um, can get That's Ben Foster in from Wrexham. That'd be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their season finishes before ours. We'd be right. That's <laughs> <laughs> the goal. Which they probably will. Um, Matt Miller says for me, Josh was the better keeper. He was more consistent than Victor until this season. Yeah, which is true. Chris Taylor says, hope Victor is okay for the Swedish friendly. Yeah, they play New Zealand in a friendly end of May, beginning of June, um, which would be a great. Hopefully, we would all see him play a, play a game for Sweden. We'll have to wait and see. Injury permitting. Uh, that'd be really cool to see him get, get his first start. Um, but yeah, um, Mick, I'm going to come to this one because I, I'm just going to say the name of the person and I'm going to say it if I'm going to like wind it like a wind up toy and just say Cameron Humphreys to you. <laughs> what can you say? I mean, it was, it was just absolutely outstanding again on Monday. Um, he's, a, he's a wonderful footballer, um, injured footballer as well. Yeah, and in, and playing injured, yeah. But it, it, the the thing about him is, it's a, it's, it's his composure. Mm. His composure on the ball is just remarkable for a for a, a player of his age and experience. Um, it, he's, he's good in the air. He's it, it, faultless. Mm. You know, he, I can think of one mistake this season, and that was for the I think it was it the, either a Coventry or a Sunderland goal where he, he didn't cut out across, he didn't close it down enough. Other than that, yeah, yeah he, he's been he's been absolutely outstanding, um, and 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 for me on on Monday he was he was just rock solid. Um, so yeah, I, I can't I can't say enough good things about him. Um, I think he's a fabulous player, absolutely fantastic. Mm. It's in many words described. Yeah, Matt Squire says, Cameron Humphries is a Rolls Royce for a player. Mm -hmm. We should command an astronomical fee when the inevitable bid comes in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, how highly do we rate in Lewis? We all, we all watch a good amount of other championship football, Premier League football. 
it's difficult because we're only playing, we only see these opposition teams once a week. But how highly do, do, you, do you rate Cameron Humphreys? Is it as high as Mick? Oh, he's, he's rubbish, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well made, Lewis. Yeah. He's rubbish, but we'll keep um, him on a long contract anyway. Yeah, yeah, just 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 nice to have him around. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he always is ridiculously good to, for a player. I think is, is it twenty two or twenty one? For oh, this is yeah. his first uh, as a oh, we played in you know, in Belgium before, weren't mm. it? Um, yeah. But to just come in and have just, just have no like worries about him at all, and uh, his defense is defending is ridiculously good as well. Uh, what well, is obviously uh, on the ball is faultless. Mm. Um, he's got all the all marks of a Premier League defender in mm. the making, and it's it's only a matter of time until he gets there. Hopefully, with mm. us, but we'll, we'll see. Well, um, he's, he's a year older than me. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, <laughs> You're yeah, it's a good thing as well that we've got him. He signed a three-year deal, didn't he? Yeah. So, mm. like worst case scenario. This summer we'll have two years left, and we can still mm. demand to see a decent fee for him. But hopefully, he continues to go under the radar a bit. Mm. At least in the season. <laughs> it does uh, seem to go under the radar, doesn't it? No, no yeah, else if, if he gets picked up on um, that stat uh, things on Twitter sometimes, but mm. he, he don't really get much praise, which I'm happy about for now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, one of the th- big things about him, Danny, it's not one of the big things. It's one of the things, one of the many, many things about Cameron Frizz is. At the start of the season, we obviously spoke to, we've mentioned a few times that we spoke to the Belgian podcast about Cam Humphries. He's better, he's better with uh, more senior players around him. You know, Sheep Ferguson is a left wing back initially, uh, and then Woody in a centre half. What has been really, it's almost a progression within a season. He is now the senior man. He is now the man, you know, Tyler Blackett comes in, Bailey Wright comes in, Sean Morrison, blah, blah, blah. It's just Cam Humphries is always there. He's the man, he, he's, he's become the man we rely on so much. And within within less than forty six games, this this is what he's developed into, and it just shows us the steep how steep this curve could get be. Yeah, um, I think he still does perform a little bit better with a senior experience, like overall mm. career experience wise, defender next to him, which is probably why we've we've rattled away through Sean Morris and Bailey Wright and uh, Tyler Blackett because they've been about a bit longer, shall we say? Mm. Um, but in terms of the consistent. Uh, one in defence, it is Cam Humphries, and we, you know, it, it was a little bit wobbly with, uh, like you said, less experienced centre halves next to him. But that boils down to a confidence thing, you know, coming back into English football and, re- and basically refinding his feet. Um, and he's had that with us because we do have the senior players that have obviously passed on a little bit of uh, knowledge of the division to him, but it, the confidence shines through with him now because he's not scared to make the decision himself you know he doesn't look to the senior man to effectively not not tell him what to do but as backup if that makes sense <laughs> he's more willing to go in for it himself <clears throat> which like you say we've seen that progression through the season if he can progress that much in one season and we stay up for next season then he'll keep building on from that and mm. dare I say it'd be an even better centre half mm. and, and again one of them players where he's ours and got a bit of time left on his contract. That's a brilliant thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, Brad C says, not had the feeling since Semi Jai was at the club. And I've, it, it's only a season, Mick, but right now he is better than Semi was. Because 
I always felt with Semi that although, although he, he rarely made a mistake with the ball at his feet, he did make mistakes. We haven't seen that from Cam Humphries yet. And we're, I think we're nearly a full season in by now. He, I, there was always that feeling when Semi, oh, no, what's oh, God, don't do that, Semi. I never have that feeling with Cam Humphries. He's just a step ahead all the time. And that says something because Semi Ajay was one hell of a player for us. Semi Ajay was an excellent central defender for us. He was a better holding midfielder for me. Yeah. Uh, in my view, uh, but he was an excellent central defender. But he, he's not even—he's not a patch on the ability and the prospect that Cameron Humphries is. And I, say, I don't say that lightly because I have massive respect for Shemi Ajayi, a hell of a player, and, and and we were robbed by West Brom. <laughs> you know, in terms of in terms of the um, the fee that we got for him, um, I do not think that that will happen with Cameron Humphries when he inevitably leaves us. Um, for, for a bigger club, um, it, it, it's just he it, it is. He's got everything everything he needs uh, to, to 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 play at the highest level in this country without without a doubt, in my view. So, yeah, I know we're beginning up and and and, and make it. You know, it, 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 I just I just yeah, I think he's a, a fabulous player. I keep saying it, and I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Harvey, um, Harley Javis says it was QPI gave the ball away, led to the goal. Early on in season, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Paramount Suitcase asked if he's on loan. No, he certainly isn't on loan. Three-year contract. Knowing how the previous management works, there could very there could be an option for us at the end of that contract mm. with Rathbone and a few others. So it's, there's a potential. I, I don't know that. That's me speculating. Could be a four-year contract, which would be... Uh, Chris Tether, transfer market shows him worth nine hundred thousand euros. Mm. So what's that about, 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 about seven fifty, eight hundred k. In fact, tell you that they miss his ear off. That's that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Long may he just continue to to, to fly under radar. Um, mm. There's a, there's a chap in the comments who I think is a Sheffield United fan. Is it Gaza? Who said that uh, you know it'll take him in place of Jack O'Connell. Um, maybe if you get promoted, fella, if you do, then but the price tag is going to be up there because he's you know, he, he's, he's a Premier League footballer, yeah. Sorry, go on, Danny. Yeah, I'm just saying if, if anyone does want to sign him being promoted to the Premier League or mm-hmm. whatever, they'd have to pay off his two year contract and then some, I imagine, yeah, yeah. Powerman is, is with Mick. Humphreys is way better than the thirty million pound stock player. I mean, I mean, I, I rest my case. Yeah, I mean, I'd forgotten about him. I'd forgotten about him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he is not fit to lace Cameron Humphreys' boots like that, is he? <laughs> but you, I mean, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, when you look at, I can't remember his name now. Suter. Yeah. Suter. When you look at Suter play, and Suter you, and you was thirty million quid. You what, sorry, Danny? Suter was 30 million quid. Yeah. But you, you look at him play, you look at his positional play, you look at the way he holds himself, you look at his ability on the ball, his ability in the air, his ability to defend. I'm talking about Suter here. Mm. It, it, it is not even close. It does not come, genuinely, doesn't come anywhere close to, to, to having the same sort of ability. So thirty million quid. I mean, I don't know what happened there. That that was well dodgy. That's a well <laughs> dodgy deal. Okay, 
Um, well, let's start in the relegation zone as we speak, I suppose. I wonder why. Uh, anyway, let's move Bad on. crap defenders. Talabak, <laughs> <laughs> um, he did come off injured. Matt, um, he's been training today with Thursday, obviously, we had prior Saturday game. It, that's that's obviously that's a really really good sign for Blackie to play. Oh, I thought also I would give a shout out to Tyler Blackett because he's been brilliant since he came out. John's not in the comments tonight, but Tyler Blackett has not put a single foot wrong so far. He's, he's obviously playing more and more minutes. He's been uh, he's been really really good, really really good. Um, Lewis, another we, we were taking the victory away from the starting lineup. We were giving Ollie Rathbone um, only played an hour or so, but he, he just lifts everybody. I said this a few weeks ago. He just lifts everybody. And I don't think he had his best game against Norwich, but it's so important to have Ollie Rathbone on your pitch. He's almost talismanic at times, the way he drives the whole team forward. If you can get an hour out, if you can only get an hour out in between now and the each game out, that's still an hour more than we we that, that we just need that time with him, I think. Yeah, he just sets the example for everyone else, doesn't he? The way he, he works, um, mm. it's just, I, I just can't believe how, how much he's come on this season because yeah. I think his, 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 in terms of players stepping up, from League One to Championship, is to, is been the main one really. Um, he's been brilliant for us, and he's he's uh, taken that leadership role on onto him, and he's uh, been fantastic. Mm. And he's just irreplaceable now, really. He's got to that point. Um, so, like you say, if if he, if if we can get an hour out of each game, it's well worth it because he just mm. lifts everything. Yeah, he does. And that's that midfield three, Danny. Is the three midfield three? I've sort of what. Conversation we've talked about. We've got Jamie Lindsay and Ollie Rathbone in the same sort of team, and that's that's a big part of the point we picked up because they just sort of they didn't control midfield, but they certainly stopped Norwich controlling that midfield. And against a lesser team, that is then going to allow us to control the midfield. It's, that's a really really good with how much Conor Conversation come on in last week or so. That's a really really good central three. Yeah, it is. It's sort of um, all come together nicely at the same time. You know, Coventry finding his confidence and improving and then Rathbone coming back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, may, let's play as ifs and maybes. If Rathbone didn't get injured, would Connor Coventry have found his confidence earlier? Mm-hmm. Um, but we, but in, more importantly, we've got it now and we've got a running of six games. Um to really see what the midfield could be like with the addition of Ben Wiles still to come, maybe for the last two or three. So work that one out between us all. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, we've we've said for a bit that we were sort of lacking a little bit in midfields, you know, and that's where other teams are getting the um, the dominance on us. But now we've got one player coming good, one player that's been consistent in Lindsay, and one player coming back from injury, plus a Dauphin as well. Yeah. In there, like that's a very, very strong midfield now, and it's all coming together nicely at the right time. It is very, very much so. Uh, we should say congratulations to Akeem Adolphin. Not sure, is congratulations the right word? He's, he's, he's worked hard uh, to be the yeah. EFL player yeah. in the community of the Skybet Championship. Congratulations on getting recognized for it, yeah, correct. I mean, this is obviously not why he does it to get recognized by EFL. I don't think he's out back in mind. No, I wonder when EFL are going to recognize me. Um, it's more sort of well done on the work that he's done already in the community and and well done the EFL of recognising it is maybe the better way of putting it. Um, he's clearly a great lad. He? He, I, I, don't, <laughs> I feel sorry for him not playing again, to be honest with you, because he's not, done, not done much wrong. Um, but yeah, well done to Hakeem Adolphin. Um, Mick, Conor Coventry, again. Um, 
if he has games like that, I didn't particularly notice him, to be honest with you. Somebody else may have watched the game a bit more closely than I did. Um, but I thought he was good. And 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 that's that's almost what I want from him. I don't want to notice him necessarily because of the job he does. Mm. I don't really want to have to notice him. Obviously, we did on Friday because I thought he was excellent. But it was just really, really good. He anchored the midfield really, really well. He allows Rathbone that leash to go do what he does and Jamie Lindsay to what he does. Um, that's basically what we want right now from Conor Coventry. It, it, it's exactly what he did. And we, we've, we've talked about this on previous podcasts. He, he, the position he plays is the place, it's a position that you don't really want to see. You don't want to, you don't want to notice. Um, but yeah, he, 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 he did very, very well. And he's, he's starting to to get involved and break play up a lot more. Um, I think did, did, he got a yellow card on um, against Norwich. I think, I think, is that two in two he's got now? Um, which kind of kind of yeah. shows that he's 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 getting more involved. He's getting more aggressive, and I I, I, I was really really impressed with him the other day. Really impressed with him. Uh, whether that has anything to do with the fact that he's got both Jamie Lindsay and Ollie Rathbone around him, I suspect it probably has um, because he doesn't have to do quite so much of the, um, the the kind of ratting about, if you like, for want of a better term. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Simon Thorne says, he, he talks about the spines. We've got John Hugo, Ollie Rathbone, Jamie Lindsay, Cam Humphreys, and then Victor or Vickers in the, in, the, in the goal. That's a heck of a spine to build around. They're obviously all permanents, Lewis, and just maybe and this is long term and we might get ahead of ourselves. But from a, from a sort of recruitment point of view, if you go to a, you know, like a random centre back and say, come and play with us because you're playing with Cam Humphreys, or come and play with us because you're going to play with Ollie Rathbone, or come and play with us because you're going to supply everything to Jordan Hugel. You've got players there to attract other players, which I think's new, to be honest with you. I don't remember really yeah. having that for quite a long time. It's quite, it's quite rare for us. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah it's the fact the permanent, permanent deals as well, because yeah. you, you usually find that at least one or two of them are, are loans that inevitably go somewhere else and do good. <laughs> which yeah. we've, we've had to get used to that quite a lot, haven't we? But yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, like, apart from um, Hugo, really, they're all players that are still progressing. And not yeah. and reach their peak yet as well. So they've still got that quite a few years ahead of him. Um, hopefully with us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's fantastic for us. Hundred percent. Um, Harry Ask isn't Vic, Josh Vickers out of contract? Yes, he is out of contract. Um, but well, it depends what he wants to do for his career. Done it. If he wants to be a number one, he might have to leave. Sadly, um, but he's happy I to be. A... I could see him dropping down to League One again. To be honest, and yeah. Because the problem with Vickers is he is injured. He seems to play every game, is it? You know, no. he's he's picked up injuries in the past, and so I wonder if clubs have not don't want to pick him no. up because no. that. Uh, I don't know. I don't have to no. wait and see on that one. Possibly. Um, any other performances, Danny? Do you want to pick out from from Monday? I just thought it was generally a solid one. I don't think for me nobody shone. I just thought it was a, a good team performance. Other than Callum Fris. That is on mute. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was just um, an an overall. I mean, the solids might be just a little bit strong, but it was a it was a nice nullifying performance towards Norwich, where yeah. um, it got us the result, the bare minimum result we needed at that time, which I'm all for at this point in the season, if I'm being honest. Um, but, but the one thing I want to highlight: didn't the game seem to go really quickly? I think that's because you were drinking that. Um, the- 
Cook and Southern Comfort I meant for you. <laughs> that was really strong, if I'm being honest. It was like, it was like aviation fuel. Is that what we're fueling the plane for? We're speeding that. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but now, so, uh, solid game, solid point. On to the next one for me. Mm, yeah. Uh, Kim Hayward says, I thought Hugo was quiet, which I didn't think he would be. You know, I think he needs to be riled up, and I think he got too nice of a reception from Norwich, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, understandably, to be fair, but yeah. Um, Mick, Lewis, any, anything else, any other players or moments or anything from the Norwich game you want to pick up before we move forward? Look ahead rather than looking back. I think I think you, 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 I mentioned honourable mentions for, for Jamie Lindsay, who I thought was excellent. Really, really good. Uh, and, and for Wes again. Well, Wes is uh, brilliant, by the way. Sorry, you should, should have picked him out. You were excellent. Wes is back to back to being Wes, um, and, and hopefully he's back to being Wes for the rest of the season. Now, um, to be fair, the slump that he's had over the over recent months has been the first one he's had while he's been with us, realistically, for for any period of time. So hopefully he's over that now and uh, he's back to being Wes, because uh, I thought it was brilliant. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mm. Yeah, Colin Bramwell as well, left back. Kept Max Aarons. Often Max Aarons has been in the past been linked with some of the best teams in Europe. <laughs> Barcelona. Barcelona, Bayern Munich, he's been linked with a lot of clubs. Uh, and yet, he's still at Norwich City. That tells you a story, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it tells you more that Cameron Cohen Bramwell sussed him out pretty well. Yeah. And Cohen Bramwell's got his issues defensively. So it, it, it suggests that Max Aaron is not as, uh, as good as he thinks he is. <laughs> Otherwise, he won't still be playing championship. Let's be fair. Let's be realistic. And I'm not trying to have a dig at, a dig at anybody. He if he was as good as he thought he was, he would not be playing in the championship. It's a good I'm... job we played Norwich twice, isn't it? I was going to say, it's a good job we've... Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we'd got through a full thing of not upsetting opposition fans too much. Um, I'm not trying to upset anybody. I mean... You, he's it's, only 23, it's... to be fair. He's still yeah. only 23. Oh, and he's in championship, having been courted by... by Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Why? Why is he not at a higher level? Do we know he's playing hardball? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kim Haywood says enjoy watching Keener as well. Yeah, I thought he did okay when mm. he came on. I think he's injured though. Um, <laughs> Paul Davis mentioned something about him being injured. Um, I don't know. I feel sorry for him, but that's football, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's not been. A, it's one of those weird ones. He's not been a flop because when he's played, he's done all right. He's just never played. Um, yeah, or been suspended. Or been suspended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, right, let's move forward. We have uh, Luton Town 
coming to New York Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Um, as much as Lewis, as much as Norwich were a good team and West Brom on the day can be a good team, you know exactly what you're going to get with Luton. You're going to be in for a game one way or another. I think they maybe progressed under Rob Edwards. Certainly, certainly have. Look at the stats. Certainly have progressed. They, um, it's going to be tough. They're away records, the third best in the division. Um, they're going to give us a hell of a game. We will have, we're going to have to be on the very top of our game to get anything out of this. Yeah, definitely. They're still just about in the automatic promotion race, aren't they? So it's not like they're like West Brom are not really playing for anything. They've they need to win just about as much as we do. Mm. And um, they've really been one of the surprise packages this season. I don't expect them to drop off into mid-table or below after what they did last season. But Rob Edwards has done a... One of, well, it's got to be one of my this season in Championship with what he's done since taking over and proving what Watford, the idiots, for letting him go so soon, as they always do. Um, another team there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, they've uh, they were very well drilled outfit. Mm. Um, he's got them uh, some attacking wise. He's, he's kicked them on a little bit, I think, and defensively, yeah. the solve as anything. So they'll be a tough test for us. But we do tend to play better against better teams, as we've found multiple times mm. this season. So hopefully, that's same again. We can rise to occasion. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Mick, just going back, Mick wants to. Uh, wants to. Have you got anything to mention on the reference from? Monday, I uh, I don't have any complaints tomorrow with it, but feel free to rant. No, not really. You're a bit picky, a bit picky, um, but uh, nothing, nothing major, nothing major from him. Perfect. There you Perfect. go. Moving on. Um, obviously, we played Luton the final game before the World Cup break, Danny. Um, Mick Hartford was in charge. It was the week that Nathan Jones left, which, as it turns out, was probably the best time of the season to play Luton. Um, because they, they were good before then and, and, and have been brilliant since then. So what do you take from that? Because we're a very, very different team, minus Dan Barlasa. They are clearly a very, very different team. Is it just forget that game and look forward? Uh, yes, I'd say so. I mean, with that game as well, we very, very nearly beat Luton as well. Because like, yeah. we scored it first minute and they scored it 90th, which is very annoying. Mm. Um but yeah, like you say, it did turn out to be the right time to play them because they've completely cracked on and got on with it this season, haven't they? Um, I think they're unbeaten in their last nine, I think. Uh, um, uh, I unbeaten in nine, one loss in 15. Yeah. So it's a bit, you know, th- yeah. this is going to be a tough test. Like I know we say we do well against the better teams in the division. Well, I think this is going to be the test of how well can we do against one of the best teams in the division. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they've got ex-player Carlton Morris. Um, so, I don't know, maybe Victor might be a bit pleased. He'll be uh, in the stands with this one. Um, but he's done exceptionally well goal-scoring-wise from this season. <clears throat> um, it. It's just going to be a tough game. But it's a game that I'm sort of happy at home at this point in the season, yeah. because our home form is very, very good, but, well, by our standards anyway. Um, but on the flip side, Luton's away form is very, very good. So it's going to be a nil-nil, I reckon. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, they've got Carlton Morris up top uh, and Adebayo uh, as well. They're, well, they're obviously are your attacking players. Uh, the brilliantly named Marvellous Nakamba is also in midfield, who was Aston Villa. 
this is the sort of caliber. This is not Luton Town who picked up sort of League One rejects and you know turned the diamond into rough. These are proper players that they are starting to pick up. They're able to pick up because they've been able to stabilize in the championship. Um, make just again so we just general thoughts on on the game. Mm-hmm. We know if we turn up, we're going to win, and that's that's not a dig. At, that's not a dig at Luton. We we know on our day how good we can be. But we have to be at that level probably probably on Saturday. No, no doubt about it, yeah. And if we are, I think we'll get something from the game. If we're not, we won't, you know. Uh, but the, the, on the upside, the last few games, we've, we've, we've been improving game on game, really. Um, so, and, and that's, that's you know, in that uh, trail of games, the, the 3-1 win against... Uh, West Brom, we're right in the middle of it, and we've got better since then. So, mm. yeah, well, um, it's going to be a hard game. There's no doubt about it, and, and I think everybody knows that. But there's nobody to be frightened of in this division. Yeah. There is nobody to be frightened of. They might be on a good run, and they might be playing some good football. Um, however, we can get at them because we can get at anybody. Anybody can get at anybody. I'm not, you know, singing our praises particularly over and above anybody else's. Um, but but we know that at New York Stadium, we're we're no we're no pushovers. So mm. they're going to have to be on their A game if they want to get anything out of the game as well. Assuming yeah. assuming that we are, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, San Antonio says depends on which Millers turn up. Luton can be beaten if West Brom if the West Brom Millers turn up run out on the pitch. Yeah. So a quick mo- just to on, on on Luton's bigger picture, Lewis. Uh, I think for me that Louis Luton, Lewis, Lewis and Luton, mixed up. Um, Luton are a team that we should almost be looking up to. Which sound people who you know just look at Luton, look down at Luton, maybe thinking that's stupid. But the way they've sort of progressed, they survived. They've had a skin in their teeth a few years ago. They gradually progressed under Nathan Jones. They've gradually brought in better and better and better players. They've now got another manager who, who seems to have taken them to the next level. They haven't spent millions and millions. I don't imagine their wage budget is millions and millions. They're doing everything clever. They're, they're doing a bit, a bit of a, it's almost the Yorkshire way. They're getting everything out of their pound that they possibly can. Mm. And it's working absolutely. <laughs> they are right up there with the big boys of this league. And it's it, it's a new try. I really, really like seeing them up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's full, they've fully earned it. Like when you look at, they were in League Two A with us back in the day, weren't they? Yeah. And it just shows how far they've come. And because they're not the size of club wise, they're not like too too much bigger mm. than us, really, uh, com- comparatively. And definitely in terms of budget. And mm. I think Matt Taylor brought it up today that we should be looking at them and thinking there's no reason why we can't in a couple of years build on what we've got and mm. replicate what they're doing. Um, yeah, they're just a, it's a great story and hopefully they can get up over the line could it be good to see it, uh, a different team in Premier League really. And mm. uh, said yeah. the, the Norwiches and yeah. them kind of them sort of teams. Mm. And they're they're a really example, Danny, of that you can't have it all at once. You know, we we get occasionally have people in the comments sort of saying, Are we happy we're just winning ten games in a season or are we happy we're just being in a relegation fight? I think initially, yeah, you've got to be happy with that because you've got to look at a progression. Look at Barnsley a few years ago. They fluked the season, got into the playoffs, and then went back down. Luton aren't like that. They're much more. There's much more of a plan behind it. They've got you know a set way of doing things, um, and you, you can't not admire. For me, I personally, but I might be wrong. I can't not admire what they've done. No, but I admire what they've done. Um, it's sort of a model for us to look at. I think uh, it's just sort of 
happened sooner, if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the journey that Luton's been on has been astonishing. I mean, they were in the playoffs last season, I believe, mm. um, and missed out on promotion. And I believe they've still got a player who was who was signed from in the National League and he's still with yeah. them at the minute. So I know there's a little bit of a if there's any Chef Wednesday fans watching, there's a little bit of a love fest between Millers and Blades at the minute. But <laughs> secretly, I want Luton just to pip Chef United purely for that lad's journey because it's such such a football journey that it's never happened before. It's um, a bit sweeter for him to do it through playoffs. Yeah, true. Mm. Just got winning goal in playoff final. Yeah, That's, exactly. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, Harry, yeah, Pelly Ruddick and Panzu. He, yeah, he played for them in 2013-14 when they were in the playoffs. He's gone on to make 363 appearances in all competitions. Uh, he's still only 29, to be fair. Wow. He's got a few years left in him. Um, yeah. Good lad. Yeah. I've always had the feeling, that, 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 like Lewis has mentioned, they didn't make uh, the League, league 2A season. Those mm. moments have gone on to be you know, a, bit, a bit big time. Um, but there's just a bit of affinity with that with that club. I thought we were down there all together, and I, yeah, they were hard done by, very hard done by. They were absolutely. Um, and Bournemouth have done well, but they've done well with a lot of investment in there as well. Yeah. Um, whereas Luton haven't had that investment, and they've been, they've been at the old school way, the old school football way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, not blowing budget after budget after budget on 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 pointless players. You know, doing it doing it. Properly building from the bottom, and uh, like Brentford have done, and I accept that Brentford now getting some investment and everything else, but but they did it again, they did it the proper way. So um, yeah, I've, I've lots and lots of respect for Luton Town, absolutely. Um, but I still would pierce them on Saturday. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> think, if you think about it, win three nil. If you yeah. think about it, those three teams that were on minus points in League Two. Um, they've sort of gone about it in three different journeys. Obviously, like you said, Bournemouth was the investment journey. Luton <clears throat> was um, going down very, very roughly with a massive negative difference and effectively getting back there the hard way without any sort of looking at changing stadium or anything like that. Whereas we've sort of done it the opposite way. We've had to completely move and go at it again. Mm-hmm. So you've got three very different journeys, but we're all sort of sort of heading in the same direction again, mm-hmm. which is actually quite nice to see. But like I say, Mick, I think we'll be, I think we should beat them four 0 be like Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, right, let's move on to, back to us. Um, what do you want to see Saturday, Lewis? Let's assume Tyler Blackett's fix is trained today, so that's 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 the step in the right direction. Um, and then let's assume Victor still injured, because we all we all still, still think he is. How many would you be tempted to do any changes from Norwich? Is there, is there anything that'd be a good tweak because we're at home? I don't think so. No, I think I'll keep as it is. To be honest, like, like I said, provided everyone's fit and Rathbone's okay to uh, start again. I think Taylor's saying he'll be uh, unsure whether we will be fit again. Um, mm. I think we'll see if he's going to train tomorrow first. Uh, but I think if everyone's fit, I don't think there's any reason to change anything. Mm. Yeah. I probably agree to be honest with you. Danny, we saw Fossu move back to the left of the left left of the sort of front three. Yeah, here we did, yeah. Um <laughs> were you happy with double check that? Uh are we, are we happy with that? I thought I thought he had a decent enough game. Were you, were you happy to see again this is all depending on uh, wrapping a little bit, to be honest with you. 
but you have to <clears throat> sort of stay out there because he did. He nearly scored. He should have scored. Yeah, um, I think Fozzo definitely does the job in midfield, and we saw how good he was at um, at his best when he's in that position early mm-hmm. on. But when it sort of just floats back down to the um, complacency level, it's a bit hit and miss with him in that position. But yeah. going out to the left hand side, which I think he played more there when he was at Brentford. Um, or when he was in a Brentford shirt, should I say? Um, so it just gives a nice compliment to Chio on the right hand side. I mean, a player like Fuzzle on the left, and then Hugo in the middle, because they're both service providers, but also they can nip in and still have a shot at goal. Um, granted, Ogbeni knows where the goal is a bit better than Fuzzle does, but he still has that threat, and that's the important yeah. thing. Um, but like I say, he's very dependent on if Rathbone is starting fit, which by the looks of things, he, he is now. Um, so I think we may be seeing Fozzo deployed out to that left-hand side more and potentially Ferguson being the swap out if we decide to go a little bit more defensive later on in the game or just if Fozzo's running send ragged and needs to come off, which I'm completely fine with, if I'm being honest. Mm. Yeah, uh, me too. Mick, Chio, I thought it was quiet on, on, on the last two games, really. Are you still happy with... Chio's contribution, it's very easy to question Chio because I think without the ball, he, he doesn't look great sometimes. Uh, but are you still happy with his contribution? Not te- you wouldn't be tempted personally to, to move Fossil to the right and, and bring Fergin or, or do no. something more radical? I wouldn't be dropping Chio, Chio Benny, no, not, not, not at all. I, I'm not particularly happy with his contribution. I think he's got more to offer. Um, mm. and I think he should be offering more. Uh, but he, he, he still can give you... That little bit extra, that little bit of an edge. Um, so, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be looking to swap him out. The only, the only place I might look to change it depends on on where where Luton's strength lie. You know, if if yeah. if they're, if they're quick out wide, then I'd, I'd stick with Bramall at the back there. Um, if they're not necessarily, if they're a little bit more physical up front, then I might be looking at bringing Yelda back um, because he just gives you that little bit something that little bit different. Um, yeah. So, but but other than that, I don't I don't see any changes to be honest. I, I don't see why you would. You know, it's about when when consistency. Part of being consistent is having a having a, a consistent selection, uh, team selection. So if if you can get away without changing it, then 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 all well and good. But if you can't, it's minimal changes in it. And mm. yeah, that, that, that's possibly the only area I'd be looking at. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Harry mentions the Chio to Fenerbahce rumour. We'll see. I don't know. We have no insight on that. I don't know. Yeah, I'll we'll wait and see. Uh, if we remember Barlas, sorry, Barlas were getting linked to a Turkish team, weren't they? Now it's Chio's mm. turn. Uh, uh, Barlas was linked to Besiktas once, eh? Yeah, well, yeah. They end up at Borough. Warming their bench, which still makes me sad. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway. Um, so we're well, getting what now, aren't they, for leaving him on bench? And that's not winning. Yeah, so, you know, all the story is play Dan Barlasso. Uh, listen, if you're going to buy him, you need to play him. Mm. Uh, and and he may have he may have a couple of quiet games, Dan Barlasso. But once he, once he gets into the swing of it, you'll not drop him. So we'll have him back. We'll loan him back. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> if you don't fancy him, we'll definitely have him back. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um. Head to head with Luton, no win in our last five games. The last home win was in September 2008, which was the League Two A season. Uh, Alex Rhodes scored a goal. I don't remember Alex Rhodes. Sorry if you're listening, Alex. Um, <laughs> I don't remember them. But it was, you know, it was a long time ago. 
Um, and it was Don Barr. I tried to black that period out of my memory. Yeah. Um, Ref Watch, we have Mr. Darren Bond. Um, he is a Premier League, Premier League referee. Uh, <laughs> you laugh. You laugh. Um, it's not a point to praise that nowadays, though, is it? Um, he last ref the Premier League last week. Last Tuesday, uh, he did the Bournemouth Brighton game. Get out of it. Yeah, they've read four Premier League games this season. I used to you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Unless there's another Darren Bond. Um, I mean, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard on this podcast, <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, for anybody who know, is confused, he sent off Michael Smith, who's got overturned in the COVID season. He then sent off Matt Crooks a few games later. I think the next time he, he refereed us, it was, he sent Matt Crooks off, which wasn't overturned. Which is one of the worst decisions the EFL have made. They've made some bad decisions, the EFL. Um, but he did give us a penalty against QPR last time. We, last time he did referee us, uh, he gave the penalty against uh, for Hugel, which he couldn't get. He couldn't, you know, get out of it. Get out of way of that one. Um, yeah. Anything else, Mick? No, no. That's there's no point. Okay. It's a worry. Genuinely. You know, when you when you when you when you when you end up getting referees of that standard, it is a worry um, of, of, of that level of. Um, um, I don't want to say competence, but you know what I mean. The the, the that that sort of hot headed, uh, can't really word, make yeah. a decision type of referees. Who they do, it, 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 he's, he's very clearly one of these that doesn't like to take time to think about what he's seen. He just mm. reacts to it and then thinks about it later. Um, it, it, it's, it's not great. It's not a great look, but it is a worry. Um, and then, then we've obviously got a bigger worry on, uh, or as big a worry uh, for the Burnley game as well. So th those these two games are crucial to our season. They are important to us because of the momentum that we've got out of coming out of these last few games. Um, and the last thing we need is to be on the end of some some farcical refereeing performances and and whilst that's whilst I'm not suggesting that they are going to happen if 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 there's two referees that are likely to to to, to do that well there's three but Stuart Atwell's in champion in Premier League isn't he? so we can we can rest mm. easy on that one but the two in the championship these two of them so it's it's a worry mm. yeah I mean he likes yellow card as well uh, he's given uh, 155 yellow cards in 38 games. So he averaged about four yellow cards a game. He's he's, he's twice given out eight yellow cards in games this season, um, which is quite incredible. But anyway, let's move on because because it's funny. Um, Shelley says, Hugel is what we've been missing. Uh, proper, proper striker, a bit of a bully at times, strong on the ball, good with his feet, wins the headers, knows exactly what he's doing. You can tell he's played at a higher level. Yeah, he's a bit, Lewis, he's a bit like, we talked about this, maybe a little bit, um, and again, we may be just doing a disservice to Michael Smith, but he's a bit like a, an upgrade of Michael Smith. He does everything Michael Smith does, but a bit better. Maybe the work yeah. rate's maybe not quite there. I think maybe Smith Smith have had a bit, bit better work rate, but that's only marginal, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, he's, 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 he is what we've been missing, I agree. He's just, just made for us, isn't he? Yeah. And um, <laughs> he's got more of a mean streak about him than, than Smith, I don't mm. think. Especially yeah. when he plays against certain former clubs, he didn't like. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, he's, he's brilliant. It, it's just we've not seen best of him sometimes when we've struggled to get him in game, but that's more on us rather than him. When he's when he's been in the game, he's been fantastic, and he's he's just what we need up front. Just a focal mm. point. Yeah, I think I think is it is it nail Ned there, Danny? I think when when we get him in game. What what against Luton? It, it, I imagine it's very tempting because of how good they are. Is to sit in a little bit, but that leaves Jordan Hugel so isolated, and you can't do that to get the best out of him. You've got to have people in around him. So you you've got to attack in a sense to keep Hugel in the game. Otherwise, you may as well be playing with ten men. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when Hugel gets the um, gets the service, I mean, look at the game against West Brom. He got exactly the type of service that he needed. And he's <clears throat> and he scored twice and nearly got an trick out of it. Mm. Um, granted, it was more up for that game because of their fans, but <clears throat> it just goes to show if he gets what he needs, is a very key player. But like Lewis says, there, if you don't give him what he needs, then he's effectively not in the game. He still puts in the work for it. Don't get me wrong; he's not just stood up front oh, like yeah. a lump, not doing anything. He still puts him centre out. It's just not the Hugel that we want to see. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like you say, we need to get out and attack Luton, even though they are a good side. And like you say, it's tempting to sit in and just try and defend on it. If we come out and play, say, how we played against Blackburn, how we played against West Brom, and really come out, even how we played against Sunderland and Sheffield United as well, like at them and not scared of them, we could see anything on Saturday absolutely anything. Mm. I think, I think you're right, to be honest with you. Let's go through the fixtures that do affect us. Not on Friday, that affect us. It's the one game. Uh, the early kickoff is Sheffield United. Sheffield United against uh, our host in Cardiff. Um, Blackpool, Blackpool Wigan is... I wouldn't only say, oh, it's a big game. It's not, is it? That's the battle to finish who's going to finish bottom. Um, unfortunately for those two... I, I don't think... I don't. I would say, oh, I might come back to eat those words. I won't be. Them two are down, unfortunately for them. Um, Reading are hosting Burnley, which could be interesting. Bear in mind, Burnley come to us on Tuesday. Um, QPR host Coventry, and is that it? Swansea host Huddersfield as well. Uh, uh, and Sheffield United have got Cardiff, yeah. That's the first they? one, they'll kick off that, yeah. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. Um, Matt Miller says, I can't really see why we have a down on Bobby Madeline's stuff for the previous Tuesday game. If we didn't open his mouth inappropriately a few years ago, he would be a Premier League regular. This all stems back to the Wickham game last season, where he was horrific with 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 a managing the time wasting. Maybe it's a Wickham thing. Um, he was horrific, but he was very he was pretty good against Sunderland. Sunderland. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, I just feel uh, for me, it, I feel as though he's, he's, he's quite an easily, and, and I might be wrong with this. It's just my perception that he's quite an easily influenced referee um, either by players or by managers or by supporters for me I, I, mm. and, and I agree with Mike he, he, he could, should and probably was in the Premier League um, and, and, and he's certainly better than some of the Premier League referees that are, that are up there at the moment one of whom I've named already um, but you know I, I just I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan have you seen? This is way off topic. Have you seen the Ipswich fans upset with their refereeing appointment on Saturday? That's a bizarre decision. That is really, bizarre not seen this. James Belly, who was refereed us last season, is a Sheffield Wednesday fan and a publicly publicly Sheffield Wednesday fan, and he is refereeing the Ipswich game on Saturday. And because obviously the Ipswich Sheffield Wednesday promotion battle is so fierce at the moment, all the Ipswich fans have come out and, and been upset about it. 
I might be as well. I, I can't blame them. I can't, I can't understand why why whoever, whoever appoints the referees it puts the referee in a difficult position. If he if he makes a if he makes a howl on Saturday and gives a penalty incorrectly, yeah, it's not. It's, fans aren't sorry. He's made a mistake. They are they? They're going to be no, saying something very very different. So I've, 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 although there is the flip to that that if he does it for Ipswich, people will be calling out that <clears throat> he's trying to be too over biased. If that makes it, if that makes it, don't give him the game. There's plenty of referees. Let, let them have that, uh, Dan Bond. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do, so I do make, feel sorry make, for him. Make the late substitution for Wednesday, <laughs> ref. Mind yeah, you, that's yeah. no good for us either, is it? He <laughs> ref last season against Bolton. and I don't, I don't think he was amazed, but he was fine. Yeah. Which, um, one, which one against Bolton? Away at their place, the 2-0 win. Oh, he was all right, to be fair. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take him, why not? You're right, Mick. It, it, put, it puts him in a really, really difficult mm. position. He can't win on Saturday. Um, no. But... Uh, Referees can never win, to be honest. So. No, that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, predictions. Lewis, what do you see Saturday afternoon? Toughy, toughy, toughy. Um, it is a toughy. Um, I'll say 1 1. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a tough game. I think yeah. we need to uh, live up to it, and uh, but they're a good side, so I can't, I can't mm. quite see the winning. Yeah. Uh, Danny? Um, I have a logical answer. And I answer an answer that I think will actually happen. Okay. So my logical answer is uh, we'll come out, take the game to Luton. They won't quite have enough to break us down defensively, and it's going to finish nil nil. And I'm going to put that down as my prediction. Okay. Um, but the other thing is, if we take the game to Luton and completely shell shock them with how much we press them, we could see a Blackburn score. Okay. <laughs> They're enough. my two answers, but I'm going with the nil-nil. Okay, uh, we should give a shout out to Ben. Ben, Ben correctly predicted nil-nil at Norwich. Um, actually, like I said the other day, we don't like giving Ben credit. Sometimes we have to. Uh, well done, Ben. Well done, mate. Uh, Mick, Saturday's uh, Saturday's result. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much like Danny. I'm very much like Danny, and and my initial thought was nil-nil, but uh, I I just feel that. If we can continue this momentum, the game is ours, and I'm good. So I'm going to go 2-0 Rotherham. 2-0. I see some strikers keep doing the clean sheet, whatever happens. Oh, I'm being brave, aren't I? Yeah. Probably. It's a thin line. You've been speaking to Ben too much about motivation and <laughs> momentum and such. <laughs> yeah, it's a thin line between bravery and stupidity, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't think we're going to win. I'll be honest with you. I think we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose 1-0. Um, so let's not end at world if we lose one nil. As long as we take the game it. to them, I'm, I'm happy. If we if we sit back yeah. and lose one nil, I'll be annoyed. But if we really take the game to them and try and play our way, but still lose one nil, it's like mm, fair play. We've got that buffer, haven't we? Let's be right about it. We've, we've given ourselves that buffer where if we lose a game or maybe even two, we've still got enough gap to everybody below us. It's not you know if one team win, it's not a problem. If they all win, then it's a problem. I don't. The chance of everybody winning is so unlikely. Um, says. Um, Kim Hayward says 1-1. Gaza said 1-0 to the Millers. Uh, John S says it will be tight. He says thinks 1-0 but not sure who to. Pilemad says he can smell a team's like Rotherham so he's going to go 1-0 to the Millers. <laughs> um, James says 2-1. Josh uh, says Hugo it says 2-2. Hugo and a Dauphin score. Morris double for them. Uh, Terry Femme thinks 3-2. He thinks it would be a, be a thrill. 3-2 thrill for Rotherham. 
Matt Squires and Matt Nils is 2-1 to the Millers. Harry Ice is the same as me, 1-0 to them. Simon Thorne says 3-1 to the Millers, take it to the bank. Uh, <laughs> Reg says 3-3. 3-1. Sam Hadfield, 2-0 loss. Steve Gunner says 1-0. Uh, Matt Miller says, Matt, we ain't safe yet. No, but we're no. so close. I can, mm. you can almost, I can almost smell it, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll go on, I'll finish, before we finish, 45 points. How many more points do we need? Danny, start with you. How many more points? Is, we said this on the last episode, I think, so we'll do, it, we'll do this every week now until we're safe. Five. Five to, five to like, be comfortable safe, or you just think we'll need five in total? To, like, we'll, need, we'll, need fa- we'll need five total. Okay, so you think 50 is the cutoff? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mick, 50 is the cutoff? Yeah, five points. Six, six will make me very happy. Okay, Lewis? Yeah, I, I think five, but let's say six, so I can be lounged down my chair and be more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. We've got yeah. we've got two easy games coming up, Luton and Burnley, oh. Oh, both, both home yeah. games. We're almost nailed on six points out of it, mate. Yeah. If if we get five points between now and before we play Middlesbrough, I will quite happily take a deck chair to Wigan and chill out. Yeah. So what you're saying is that you think Reading will pick up nine points in the last five games? Depends who they appoint, doesn't it? They've got well, um, no no hunt, haven't no they? Yeah. Into him. He's probably better than Paul Ince, to be fair. <laughs> he used to play for him. <laughs> Did he? Oh, he's, right. he's, he's, I think his brother Stephen Hunt was more famous than him, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Stephen's the one with air, weren't it? Yeah. Were you the one that um, fractured Peter Cech's skull? Yeah. We, yeah, it was. Boring side note. Uh, so, yeah, but that, again, again it sound, we, we, I think I agree with you on four or five points, but can you really see Nor- Reading picking up nine points from 15? It's so unlikely to happen. It could happen, but it's so unlikely, isn't it? So it's just a daft league. Yeah, yeah. Before we sign off, I'll do my usual points per game total. Um, <clears throat> so we're averaging just over a point a game. It's like one point one two five points per game. So if we carry on as we are right now, we'll get fifty two points. Yeah. Well, technically 51.75, but <laughs> I don't think the AFL are daft enough to give us three quarters or a, or a point, are they? Um, so we're on course for 52, but like I said, I'm happy with 50. I think that's the line. I could I could still see 45, 46 being the drop the drop point from Reading. Um, I, just, I, I can't see them getting more than six from their five games. They've got Stranger of... things have happened, though. That's, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, most people think four or five points. Mike Mills has 51 points in total. Reg says draw and a win, and we're safe. That's probably why I am, to be honest with you, with Reg. I think four points will do it. Um, <laughs> John Morell says 50 points is nice, you can confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're sitting in sitting pretty in 18th, 18th place trophies coming to us at the minute. Um, yeah, so mm. we can hold on to that. Oh, you, might have to, you might have to put some red and white ribbons on that, Johnny, instead of blue and white. <laughs> oh, don't uh, right. me. I've, been, I've been tempted to get a medal that actually says 18th place on it and take it to Wigan, but yeah. we'll see. Um, I will end it unless I've got any comments that I've stored that I want to talk about. Nope, that's fine. We can go from here. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Please subscribe if you haven't already. We're in the 948. We want to get to 1,000 by the end of the season. Uh, so if we can get there, that would be lovely. Please subscribe if you haven't already and get your friends, families to subscribe as well. 
even if they're not Millers. If they're a Wednesday fan, just get the phone, subscribe for them. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it won't be hilarious. It'd be sort of funny. Um, if, we, if, we, if we get to a thousand, Danny's volunteered to um, to eat some yeah, of that stupid, good. horrible Swedish fish on uh, on camera. So if you want to see somebody eating whatever that is, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, what it's called? It's, effect- it's effectively fermented herring, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. That's a <laughs> name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're willing, to do, willing to do that. We had, the cut-off is um, the final whistle of the Wigan game. I'm not looking. I'm not checking. The final whistle. I am. <laughs> I am. As soon as full-time whistle goes and all amusements have finished when we've stayed up, I will check. And if it's over a th- if it's a thousand or over, I'm doing that. Well, I'll tell you what, Danny, if it's close, I'm going to spend the whole of the Wigan game creating YouTube accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so get subscribing and friends and family, etc. Please, and if you're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, please make sure you subscribe there as well. You can give us a five-star rating. That would be really, really helpful uh, to us as well. We will, The interaction should be up sometime Saturday evening. It should be up earlier than last week's episode. Um, it should be out on the, on the night of the game, hopefully. Uh, we will be back on Sunday evening, which will be the review of the loot and preview of the Burnley game, as it because it just gets easier in the championship. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you everybody. We will be thankful for having you, Lewis. It's been a, been a long time since we've had you. Yeah. We will have you again. We've got to do the end of season predictions, so we've got to get you back on for that episode when that oh, yeah. comes. I'll, I'll um, play my dial for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, really, thank you for being back, back with Lewis. Appreciate it, mate. Uh, Danny, get ordering some Swedish fish. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Mick, uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> see you, everybody. We'll see you next time, man. Up the Millers. Up the Millers. Ravel, vicious, brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, has a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United pathway back to the championship is opening up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.